Welcome to week 89. Is that where we're at? Yeah, week 89, all the balls. No, it's 80. It's 89. I double checked. Just want to just want to see if you know. 89, all the balls. We're going to keep it pretty, pretty short tonight because, as you know, we have a do or die game that's happening in about less than an hour and a half, almost an hour and a half now, I guess I should say. Jake, um, you, you're doing good? Talking, he's talking about sauce with tenders. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fantastic, man. It's the end of a good week. It's um, I'm wearing the, the Pierce. The Celtics are about to rally. Every championship team needs this point in time, this rallying moment, this inspiration, this thing that gets them over the hump, gets them back on track, gets them in the right mindset to progress and win a championship. That's where we are right now. That's what we're about to do tonight. Uh, you know what, Jake, since you're already talking about the Celtics, let, let's get to the NBA. Why not, right? Why not get to the NBA? There's still, all the series are actually still going on right now. We got a Warriors series that's been incredible so far. Memphis is stuck in it without John Morant. We got Dallas and Phoenix that's going seven games. Dallas has really, really surprised me so far in these playoffs. We got the Celtics series, obviously, has been a phenomenal series so far. Game six tonight, and then we got the other series. The only one that is finished, I should say. Miami getting rid of the 76ers in six games. So, Jake, let's start in the West. With the Golden State series against the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean it's a. It, at the, at the start, it was good. It was interesting that you know the Warriors won a game by one. Memphis Mark. took a game. It, the Warriors won a big game. Ja got hurt. It changed everything. You know when that happened, I think you'd be crazy to say Memphis still had a chance in this series. Good to get this one out of the way first because I think it's the only one out of out of the remaining that I can be fully confident in saying. The Warriors are winning this series. Yeah, I mean, they get two shots to do it. I thought they'd do it last game. They rested people. To be honest with you, they didn't. I mean, yeah, because they were getting blown out so early. They were down by 20. And Memphis handled that game. You got to give them credit the way that they played without John Morant these last couple games. Whether it's Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, they got a lot of good players on that the team. The Warriors blew a 3 1 lead. But without John Morant, it's just plain and simple. Golden State has more superior talent with Steph, with Clay, with Draymond Green. Memphis just doesn't have a chance to win the series. I think Golden State wins game six by at least double digits. And just mainly me giving Memphis credit in the series is something I didn't think I'd say because even with Ja, I don't think they'd have a chance. But they played good without him. They were they the really highest seed going in, man. And they had a great regular season. But you'll be seeing the, the Golden State Warriors back in the Western Conference Finals as soon as tonight. You'll that be seeing tonight, the right? Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs for many, many years to come. Yeah, I mean, with a superstar like that. But Golden State really got to get some more production out of their bench. I know Jordan Poole wasn't going to keep it up for the whole year. But he's been off lately. Kuminga has been a little shaky the last couple games. And when you don't get Clay Kuminga. Same shit. When you don't get Clay Thompson playing the way he's playing either. I mean, they still got Dreamus. You need Clay Thompson to be like Clay Thompson if you want to get to the NBA Finals. And if that doesn't happen, I'm not giving them a shot. Now so, let's talk about who they're going to be playing. So in the next series, as Jake just said, we got it's called a segue. The Phoenix Suns. Didn't Paul Blart use that? Yeah, Paul Blart did use that. We got the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Which I don't remember what you said, Jake, but I thought Phoenix would take care of this in five games. You might have said the same thing. I think he might have, but it just seems like. He got it in his notes. It seems like that this Dallas team, ever since they lost Luka, the ball movement, the rebounding, the passing, just overall, this team has played ex- extremely better. And even with Luka Doncic in the fold, obviously you're going to need a superstar like him in the NBA for years to come. The Mavs are going to win the series. But without Luka Doncic, they've been playing really good. And whether it's, I was talking to a kid at work, I mean, it's the Dorian Finney-Smith, the Reggie Bullock's knocking down threes. When they're Jalen knocking, Brunson-Burner. Yeah, he's been good. But when those guys are knocking down threes, I mean, 
they're tough to defend because then you can't double Luca. You got you got Spencer Dinwiddie on the wing. Spencer Dinwiddie. Hey, they get a lot of three point shooters. Besides they do. Dwight Powell, they do. Davis Bertans, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell's, and he plays center. Um, they, I mean, they're they're a fine team, a good unit, a uh, well coached unit at that, and. Um, I mean, I, I think that the, I think they can win a game. It come down to one game. Chris Paul hasn't really been himself. The um, last three games, he's, yeah, been, Suns, he's been horrible. The Suns haven't been that, that strong. And I, I think that, you know, he's talking about Chris Paul here, has blown many uh, big playoff games in his career, and why not add another? I mean, he's 37 years old, for God's sakes. And when you talk about the Suns, this is a team that early in the year, they're getting contributions from... 10 guys up and down the roster. Now you look at the series, it's like, where's Cameron Payne been? Where's Cameron Johnson been? Mikel Bridges has been, Tory as, Craig? has been as inconsistent as ever. Jay Crowder's actually been playing pretty well, but Devin Booker and Chris Paul, we're talking about this as one of the better backwards in the NBA. They're turning the ball over almost 10 times a game combined right now. I mean, Jay Crowder's trying to get to his third straight finals. Yeah, good for Jay. But, but when Devin Booker shoots 6 for 19 and when Chris Paul has turned the ball over 6 or 7 times a game, we're talking about the Western Conference semifinals. That can't happen. So right now, Phoenix and Golden State, they both don't look right at all, even though it's probably going to be playing fine, against man. each other. Golden State's fine. No, I think Dallas wins. You think Dallas wins Game 7 in yeah. Phoenix? Yes. I've been writing Dallas off the whole season since the preseason. Golden State-Dallas. And I don't, I don't think Dallas is going to win in Phoenix. This is a series that the home team... Wins all the games, hopefully unlike the Bruins. But you got to give Dallas credit for what they're doing. Luka is by far the best player in that series right now. And going in, no I like doubt. no doubt. I like Devin Booker, but Devin Booker just—I think it's more on Chris Paul to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Booker. You think he's hurt? Probably. I mean, I don't. I don't remember the last time he. He looks got really to, bad. I don't remember the last time Chris Paul got to the end of a season without getting hurt. So he's probably hurt. I mean, even last season, he didn't look like this when they were in the final. He was, he was phenomenal in that final series. And yeah. maybe, maybe the legs aren't there anymore. But you can never write off Chris Paul, that's for sure. I just did. This guy's the first ballot freaking Hall of Famer. Luka and, probably is too. Yeah, I mean, you get Book, a long way to go. Booker probably is too. Yeah, you get three in the series. And Jalen Brunson, you keep playing the way you're yeah, playing. Yeah, a few more finals appearances and Jay Crowder's going to get there. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy what they're doing right now. So... That's the Western Conference. Let's get to the series that's over right now. I believe I was right with this one. I said Miami in six. It's kind of weird the way it went because Joel, I I said five. Joel Embiid was never healthy, and you got a feel for him. But a little orbital fracture. But I saw a stat today that James Harden's last two-point attempt in the game was with 9.23 to go in the first quarter. I mean, are you out of your mind? Oh, my God. Really? That, that's ridiculous. And that's because he's slow. He's never out on the fast break. I don't care if you're slow, no, fast, no, 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 or anything. No, 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 I'm not making an excuse as much as I am attributing what happened to real things in the world. He's slow. He's never leading the fast break. He settles. He loves the step-back three-pointer. I guarantee you when he puts the ball through his legs three times in a row, he's taking a three-pointer. Um, and then, you know, he, he. I feel like he's comfortable handing it off because he's lazy. He'll give the ball to Maxi. He'll give the ball to Toby. They don't play good together, by the way. No, it's two guys that are ball dominant. It's almost like Kyrie and Harden. I mean, it's not going to work. They got to do something about that. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. You know what it is? James Harden fucking sucks, and he probably shouldn't be on that team. Yeah, and they're they're probably stuck for a little while. They announced today that Doc Rivers is coming back next season. So That's a mistake. I was a little surprised by that. But overall, we knew Miami was the better team. More depth, more the best way player. Way more depth. Jimmy Butler was by far the best player in that series. And Miami's shooting is way too much for Philly to handle. 
Yeah, Tyler Hero actually had a pretty good series. He was good. Strauss was good in the last couple games. Yep. And I don't want to say talk about who's playing them next, but they scare me a lot. I'll say who's that. Who's playing right them next? Hopefully us. We got one series left to talk about. All right, so this is a series. Last time we talked, I believe, what? There was only one game that was done. We were done. I don't even remember. I think it was. It might have been 1-1. Was I even back from New York? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it was forever ago. But either way, we both thought the Celtics would have a little easier of a time in this series. But no Middleton. When you got Giannis, the best player on one side, he's pretty much been impossible to guard for most of the series. But th- that's how he is the entire year, right? Like, he- Celtics should be up 3-2 right now, plain and simple. They should. I mean, I think the series should be over. Honestly, yeah, I mean, there, two ga- not just in game five, on, in game, um, game one they definitely lost. In game three, was it game three? In game three, same deal at the end of the game, missed free throw, offensive rebound. I think it was for Brook Lopez. Yeah, the whole, that was the Brook Lopez game where he scored like fifteen or something. So I'm, it's this same thing, this missed free throw. Thing. Offensive rebounding's been a key to this series. It's been a problem. Like the Celtics have size, but without Robert Williams, they lose some of that. And unfortunately, Milwaukee is one of the few teams in the league that is bigger than us when we don't have Rob Williams. Yeah, and I mean, they can put Bobby Portis at the three, and it's it's, co- a it's costing us a series right now. Um, but there's no excuses either way. I mean, no, we should we should have won last game, and and I. I get it for anyone that watched. There's a lot of hate to go Marcus Smart's way. He really did not take care of the end of the game as he should have in in his own regard. Obviously, the ball shouldn't have been in his hands as much as it was on top of that. But even when it was in his hands, he did not do the right thing with it. But the Celtics had a 14-point lead with nine minutes left. Yeah, and that's that on not, everyone. That is not on Marcus Smart. Like, I'm not solely on Marcus Smart. And I th- I feel like a lot of things are being looked away be- and Smart's being the scapegoat here because... I mean, he has to be. On that... Why? Why is there a scapegoat? Blame everyone. I mean, on if that, you put it on one person at the end of the game, it's, it's Marcus Smart. Yeah, but that's that's like f- saying, hey, screw the first 95% of this game. The last 5% was Marcus Smart's fault, so he's the reason we lost the entire and game. And Marcus Smart that's, didn't play that bad. He, no, he, had, he had 15 points in the he game. He did fine. He did fine. But either Besides way, even the end. that final possession... The play wasn't drawn up for him, but unfortunately, Jalen Brown was wide open and he didn't see him. Right at the basket, right in the middle of the hoop. Yep. And, and Smart usually goes up with that and would get fouled, but I think you got to give a lot of credit to Drew Holiday Holiday well. made a great play. And, On the last two possessions, he and, made a great yeah, play. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that there are a few other things I wanted to point out. On the offensive rebound, what I, what I was trying to talk about, I feel like Smart would have got the rebound. I feel like Brown would have got the rebound. They both went at it and neither got it. That was a problem. They, there needs to be communication. I got it. You got it. Whatever. Get out of my way. As Carmelo would say, get the fuck out of here. I got it. Yeah. So that needs to happen. I want to look at Tatum. In the last five or so minutes of the game, every shot he took was a, a fall away, isolation, I end up on the ground after I release it type shot, and then he gets up and claps his hands like he was looking for a foul that he didn't get. And Grant Williams. It's not the right shot. Grant Williams complains like he's a superstar. Yeah, it's not. Tatum's not taking the right shots at the end of the game. This game had the feel of an early season game for the Celtics where they come out and they look great and they, you know, they know what they have to do and they do it. And then at the end of the game, they say, hey, that, you know, that thing that worked for the first 85% of this game, let's stop doing that and just play ISO your turn, my turn type deal. I think the beginning, you got to blame it a little on him. I mean, he had wide open shots, but he went two for 11 from three in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of three point attempts. 
Yep. Jalen Brown was by far the best player for them in this game. And even though Al Horford only had eight points, I mean, he was fine. Al Horford had a fine game. He wasn't taking his shots. But overall, just like what the Celtics are saying tonight, you got to flush this down the toilet. We're about to flush this down the toilet real fast. They have a I game. gotta use the bathroom. Yeah, they get one game to win right now, Jake, and that's all you gotta focus on. You that's can't right, focus one on time. you can't focus on Sunday. And they put themselves in this position. They get a win tonight in Milwaukee. They're going to. Will they win? Yes. I'm doubting them a little bit just because what happened last game. To, uh, you know what? Doubt them. Go ahead. I'm doubting. I'm doing myself. I'm doubting them right now. But you know what? They can easily win this game. The books like them in this game, even though Milwaukee's favored by one and a half. They know what Boston has. They know exactly what they have. They've won in Milwaukee this season. They played them well for... They've won in Milwaukee this series. Yeah, this series. I meant at least 50% of the season they played them unbelievably, I'd say. They, even this series, the game they lost. 95% of that last game, they had the game. 14-point yep. lead, you can't blow it. I think they're going to lose the game tonight, but they could easily win it. You need Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be smart basketball you're gonna players. You're win by 50. Yeah, okay. This is, this is a situation where you say to yourself, all right... You're, not, you're probably not going to stop Giannis, but you can't let Bobby Portis get these offensive it's rebounds. It's holiday, man. You can't let Hol- – he holiday takes 20, 25 shots a game, which I is think crazy. What, it was game four. They both took 30 shots. Yeah, and holiday – They both a- took 30 shots. He's missing a lot of shots in this series too. He is, but you can't let him go get 30 points or 25 points or 20 points. You need you need Robert. I don't know if I saw the news yet, but you need Robert Williams to play if he's healthy. Yeah, you, you need him playing his best game. You need him to rebound the basketball, which he won't be you playing need, tonight. He's out. Yeah, Robert Williams is out tonight, so that takes care of that. So no Rob. Here's what you need: Wesley Matthews can't be hitting threes. Connaughton can't be hitting threes. Those two guys need to stop. Bobby Portis needs to be stopped. Brooke Lopez needs to be stopped. Those are stoppable players. They they don't have to go get theirs. They can be stopped. Play, play how you did last game, except the last five minutes or so Listen, you'll be if, fine. If Giannis goes out and gets 50 and 15 rebounds, that's still only 50 points. But the thing Stop is— Stop everyone else and you'll win the game. He scored 40 last game and they basically—they can win the game. Yes, that's I, what I'm saying. I mean, an 11-2 run by Milwaukee to end it. That's not going to happen tonight. Don't let the crowd affect you. You just got to go out and play basketball. And I'm sure that's what Ime Odoka said. You can't think about what happened last game. You, think, you can't think about what's happened in this series. It's a one-game situation. It's a one-game situation to win the game. Your season's on the line, and that's about it. That's all you can say. You got two of the three best players in the series, and you got to show them why you've been the better team for the most part of the season and win the game. Plain and simple. Um, we got, got three of the best five players in the series. We had a couple questions from some fans real quickly. We got a, we got a couple things to get to before this game tonight. We're not going to spend... We'll give you about less than a minute on each question. Aiden Golden, you think Marcus Smart takes a backseat offensively after his fourth quarter collapse on Wednesday? Absolutely not. My quick answer to that is a backseat regarding handling the basketball. I don't think he's going to take 37 of the final 38 dribbles in the game. And on the final possession, I can assure you, if they're in that same situation, it's going to be the Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum with the basketball. But he's not yeah, going to take, take a backseat whether he's involved yeah, or not. Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, I, th- I think the, the, the idea that he would consciously do less is a recipe for failure. He'll I be Marcus Smart. Yeah, I think he needs to play his game. And he's not going to have the ball in the final possession. No, it, it, the play wasn't written for him anyways. If that happens, which most likely He's still going to be one of the five guys on the court. Like he, If it comes to him, it comes to him. Yeah, he's, not, he's not going to go seek it. But he's going he's gonna to play his game. I think doing anything else, purposely you know, removing yourself from the game in some way is, is not a good idea. Moving on next to Jake from Bass Pro Shops. How do they need to not be out-rebounded 47-36 and 17-5 on the offensive glass 
if that's the key to winning the game tonight. And I mean, we said it before, Robert Williams again. Shots. Robert Williams isn't playing again, and the thing is, Daniel Tice isn't going to get any more minutes either. They like Grant Williams in there. I think you got to make your shots, and you got to. It comes down to boxing out. You know these guys are bigger than you, and unfortunately, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown collapsed. Basically, went into each other in the last the free throw that Giannis took. But either way, you got to box out, find the ball, and friggin' rebound the ball. Sim- as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, find a body and put yours in front of it. It's simple enough. That That's a great way to do it. Box out, and you'll most likely be in position to either get fouled or get the rebound. And I agree. But what I'm saying is make your shots. Every time the Celtics make a shot, that's a rebound that Milwaukee cannot get. On the other end, box out, get the ball, we'll win the rebound battle. Easy enough. Jacob Siegel is Jason Tatum's offensive inefficiency the underlying reason as to why the Celtics are trailing in the series, or do you point to a different other factors? Jake. Well, short of, of game one, I think that we've been in every game. Um, I think game one, we sort of got punched in the mouth and Tatum didn't play well, but neither did a lot of people. Um, I, I don't think that, that Tatum's inefficiency is the reason we're trailing in the series. I think that like I said, every game besides game one, the Celtics have been in it. And Tatum has not been fantastic the entire series. So for him to play some of his lower tier basketball and for us to be involved in every game and, and have a chance to win every game except for one, I can't blame his inefficiencies for, for uh, the whole thing. I, I think that it's... I'm not blaming him. Just no, I don't blame him either. I He's your best player on the team. It's hard. I'm honestly I'm 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 more I, I'm more leaning towards Brown than I am Tatum. And and the reason I say that is because Tatum's inefficiencies have justified excuses to me. Um, you know, there's no real excuse for your superstar not to perform, but the idea that the that the box the the Bucks are you know coming out of the locker room saying let's stop Jason Tatum they're not saying we need to stop Jalen Brown they're saying let's stop Jason Tatum yeah so Jalen Brown should have the opportunity for one on one matchups and the ability to get to the rim make shots and and do what he wants to do on the court for him not to be doing that to me is a is a bigger reason for us failing than Tatum because the the focus has been on stopping Tatum I don't think he's been that inefficient to be honest with you last game he went two for 11 from three and maybe the fadeaway shot shouldn't have been he had a horrible game as fadeaway one of them was terrible but I don't think he's that been that bad in the series he's been one of the main reasons without Tatum they wouldn't even be in the series right now obviously maybe not take 11 threes but I'm not blaming any of this on Tatum Jason Tatum gonna go out there and do his thing tonight and I think he's gonna score at least 35 in this game tonight Real quickly from Matt, I blame Al Horford for Game 5's loss because he dropped that rebound. Matt, I, I agree with you when because when we were at the game, it looked like from when we were, where we were sitting, it looked like it was Al Horford's fault. It was definitely Brown. If you watched the replay, and Brown and Smart went into each other, but Matt, I can see where you're coming from because it did look like at first it was Al Horford's fault. Last question. I, you, I'm not blaming Al Horford for anything. He's played yeah, he's been great. so above his pay grade. He's been awesome. For how much he's being paid, he's still playing above his pay grade. He's the the oldest dude on roster. He might be older than the coach. He's been one of their best players in the series, no doubt. He's hooping. He's playing possibly the best basketball I've ever seen Al Horford play in his entire career. Like, he had 30 points. His career high is 34. It was a playoff high, 30 points. I've never seen him get 30 for the Celtics before. Al Horford is the reason we are at a game six. For, forget, like... And I don't mean that in a negative way. Al Horford's the reason the series isn't. Yeah, he's over. been great. He's been great. Al Horford's the reason the Celtics aren't at home watching the Heat and the Bucks. Yeah, it could be over if you if he didn't play like he has been playing. Last question from Mike Craddy: How crucial is it for guys like Peyton Pritchard and Grant Williams to step up going forward? 
And I'll say this really fast. Grant Williams is back to being the old Grant Williams. I mean, the last couple games, if I had to guess, I think he's probably two for his last 15 from three. And I think it's more crucial for him to be Grant Williams than he was when they were winning these games because Rob Williams isn't playing, and you're going to need Grant Williams to play a lot of minutes. And Peyton Pritchard's only going to play eight to ten minutes a game either way. So I don't think it's as important for Pritchard. Yeah, you got to make your wide-open threes. But I think Grant Williams needs to have a big game if the Celtics want to win this series. I think you took the words almost right out of my mouth. Um, obviously, Grant Williams is the, the bigger of the two here. Um, do you need Peyton Pritchard to perform? Probably not. You probably don't. I mean, if you went I mean, out, make your it, open threes. No, but if, if he went out and shot 0 for 4, I'm not saying, oh, well, this game's a loss, right? But, like, when he comes out and, yeah, he makes two threes and he and he hits a nice layup and, and he gets eight points in his, his 10 minutes of play, that's fantastic. That's probably the difference in the game. Um, but Grant Williams is the bigger one here, and I don't even necessarily think it's his offense. Um, no, it, no. They need to stop letting Jalen Brown defend Giannis. And and I have no problem with Brown. He's, yeah, he's a, sometimes he's a strong fault, guy. He's a good defender. He's just it's it's Giannis. I mean it, it's he doesn't have the it's size. A different, yeah, he's he's unfortunately, you know, four inches shorter and probably thirty pounds less. I it's mean, not his fault either. You obviously. need Grant Williams to, to catch a body. And on top of that, I'm I'm more comfortable letting Grant Williams get the in foul trouble than Jalen Brown. It's just a simple a simple fact. Um Go Celtics. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Grant Williams needs to, to be the bigger of the two. I'd love for Grant Williams to go out and hold Giannis to under 30. That'd be fantastic. Celtics win if that and happens. Then, yeah, and then maybe get, you know, 10 to 15 points for himself. That'd be – those those two things happen, we win the game. Peyton Pritchard goes out and scores 10 points. Maybe maybe that we win the game. It's a huge help. If he goes out and has nothing, we can still win the yeah, game. Yeah, they can still win it with that. All right, uh, Jake, you want to call? You want to do the hockey or should we do the football schedule now? Let's do the football. All right, so real quickly, we'll go over some of these other things next week because we're kind of in a time crunch, as you like to say. But yesterday was a big day in the NFL offseason. It was schedule release day. That's always one of the better parts of the offseason. And that means that every single game is now announced. The time, the date, the location, the London, the Foxborough, the Pittsburgh, the Cleveland, wherever you want to go, watch a game. But let's go over the Patriots schedule real quick. We'll give you a quick glimpse of what we think is going to happen this year and a couple quick notes with the schedule. They get five primetime games. Obviously, still a huge appeal with the Patriots. I mean, they got more primetime games than they did last year. You got you start on the road with two yeah, games. because they, they kind of prove themselves. They're a good team. And they um, their first two games are on the road, four games back-to-back on primetime. So it's a very interesting schedule from that perspective. But overall... It's it's a tough schedule as well. Are we, are, what are we gonna we're gonna go game by game here? I don't really feel the need. We just go real fast. Tell the people the schedule. So they open up in Miami on nine eleven, and I'm gonna mark that as a win. So am I. So I go. We both get one and zero. Week two always a fun road trip if you got your family around. Go to Pittsburgh September eighteenth. Week two at Pittsburgh. I think they'll beat the rookie quarterback. Belichick's good against the rookies. I'll go with two and zero. Yep, me too. Week three the home opener. Actually, a very good home opener. It's usually against like an AFC East opponent. Yeah, but like the Jets. The home opener is against the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is where they lose their first game. Yeah, I do too. I, I honestly, we're going to get into it more. I don't, I don't love the Patriots team this year. I don't love it. It's, a, it's weird. I mean, after the, the defense is kind of weak. Yeah, so 2-1 and one there. Week 4, they're going to be home again, back-to-back games. They get the Detroit Lions. Seems like, I don't even remember the last time they played. One. Oh, yeah, you're right. So three of their first four on the road, an early trip to Lambeau. That's a loss. Yeah, two and two after this game, and 
it's actually kind of good. I guess they're not going there in the cold weather. Maybe it's not good, I, but yeah, it'll still be cold in early October. So two and two at Lambeau. Week five, they could come home against Detroit. Win. Should be a win. So after five games, it doesn't seem like it's the hardest schedule. I mean, it's, it gets much harder. Yeah, so that's a loss. So week six, they travel to Cleveland on my birthday. That's a loss. And I mean, with Deshaun Watson, you got to assume that's a loss. So I'll say three and three. Then they get a little, they get a little break. Well, not really, because Monday. I'm actually really looking forward to this game. Two guys that came out of the same rookie class. Monday Night Football in Foxborough. Justin Fields against Mac Jones. Four and three. I say they win this game. Yeah, I think so too. The Bears are. We're not great. The Bears are worse. And then after that, they travel to the Meadowlands in New Jersey to play the Jets. Maybe we'll be there. We say it every year. Why not? Let's let's head down to the Meadowlands. I won't. I won't say whether we win or lose. I think we'll win. I think we go one and one against the Jets this year. So I get them. The Jets got better, man. The Jets got better. Yeah, they did, but not good enough. So we'll both have them at five and three after eight games, and then. Uh, a game I'm actually really looking forward to. Maybe I'll go to this game. I'm a big Matt Ryan fan. Colts come to New England. I think they take it at home. I'm taking the Patriots at home in this game. I'll take the Colts. I'm not trusting Matt Ryan on the road, and I never did, even though I like him. Matt Ryan's got revenge on his mind, bro. Section 3, I got him at after that game. Is that the bye? Yeah, so after nine games, they have a bye, which is probably the perfect spot, honestly. Yeah, and then they'll come out and beat the Jets. Then they'll come beat the Jets, so I got him at 7-3 and three after 10 games. And then this I've never seen anything like this. Have you ever seen a team play four straight like night game like primetime no, games? That's but, actually it's but pretty if, if we're gonna just encompass all four of these primetime games in a row, I think the Patriots go one and three. So get your turkey ready on Thanksgiving. I think they're gonna lose that one. It's gonna kinda cool they're playing on Thanksgiving this year. I think they can beat the Vikings. So I get them at ten and four. I mean seven and four. Then at Buffalo, is that a, was that a Monday night? No, a Thursday night game. Back to back Thursday night games. Yeah, it's a loss. Got them at seven and five. Loss. Home away uh, at Arizona on a Monday night. I'll loss. take the win there. Got to win one of them. No, you don't. Eight and five, and then at Vegas. Loss. Eight Vegas eight, is nasty. Eight and six after fourteen games. Loss again. And then I'll take the win against the Bengals at home. Why? Because our corners are so good at stopping Jamar Chase. I think Malcolm Butler got it. Are you out of your mind? I think Malcolm Butler got it. I think Jamar Chase, the early season bold prediction, on December 24th, Christmas Eve, Jamar Chase gets two touchdowns and 200 yards in the air. So that puts the Patriots at 9-6 and six for me. They beat Miami at home, 10-6. and six. And then at Buffalo to end the year, 10-7. and seven. I got them as a seven-win team. So Jake got him at seven and ten. I get him at ten and seven. Things could change, rearrange. We don't know. This is not my official prediction, but it's my current prediction. What's your What's your biggest surprise from the schedule? Anything? Yeah, I mean they're set up for failure, man. How can you expect them to play four primetime games in a row, with three of them being on the road? That they're just asking to lose. And you know what the crazy thing is? It's the sixteenth hardest schedule in the league, which. That's absurd. You feel like it would be we're, harder. If we're playing the Raiders, the Raiders are probably just getting an underrated rap. Same with the Cardinals. If we're playing the Raiders, the Hopkins ba- will be back. If we're too. playing the Raiders, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Bills twice, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Colts, I don't know how we're the 16th, you know, in, we're right in the middle. I don't, I don't know how that works. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, yeah. Let's see if he's healthy by week five. So overall, yeah, it's an interesting schedule. I mean, 
key takeaways, I guess, is like I said, the four primetime games is something weird. Opening in my, I mean, opening, yeah, in Miami is something I don't remember ever happening. That's usually the last game of the year, the Miami Miracle game. But no, I'm looking forward to it. But I can't, I can't think too much about the Patriots when we got a probably the biggest Celtics game of the year about tipping off in an we hour. We forgot about one thing in the NBA. What was that? Paint. Who? Oh yeah, I was gonna just skip the, not the not important things but yeah all right let's let's move on to that then i'll jump back to football in a second number five i gotta write down what we're doing this in order for when i post it online adrian Payne, r.i.p apparently he was shot he was trying to stop a domestic dispute and was killed good dude i remember mostly first time in michigan state How screwed up is that the world screwed up man um yeah this was a good guy too young very good guy in college. His senior year, I remember him as being a lockdown defender, a great center for the Michigan State Spartans, and a guy I actually got to see play against Northeastern. But, man, this guy, he never really put it all together in the NBA, unfortunately. And I remember, what was he, with Minnesota? He was the 15th overall pick by the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. And, yeah, well, he was you trying remember to— remember who went 16th? That year, was it Romeo or Neesmith or someone like that? I don't know. I was asking. No, but, yeah, RIP to Adrian Payne. Michigan State center. Very good player as well. So, yeah, real quickly going back. I didn't tell Jake about this, but talking about the schedule for one minute, more minute. My five favorite games of the season. No, I didn't, I didn't look that, that far into it. I just looked. At number five, happy birthday to Justin Miller. 425 on Fox. Rematch. Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, got to be in your That's top That's your number five? Right? five? You got to be a good one, right? No. Why? You think it's going to be a blowout? Because I don't think the Chiefs are as good as they were last year. They're not, but it's And Pat- the Bills are probably better. Patty Mahomes. Number four. Had to put the Patriots in here for one game. Why? It's our team, man. Yeah, but they're not, they're so the not game, that good. The game I picked was Sunday Night Football, December 18th. Bill against Josh. Belichick against McDaniels. The Patriots against Vegas. That's going to be a great game. I mean, Belichick, McDaniels. I'm really hoping I go to that game. That'd be sick. It's, it's, it's possible. And especially for McDaniels, I mean, to be here as long as it's he was. Possible. Very fun game to go to if you're in Vegas. I would definitely schedule it around that game. Number three for me. Be, actually, the next two of the next three are at the beginning of the year. Number three, I put this as Monday Night Football just because Russell Wilson was in Seattle for it seemed like 35 years, man. Monday Night Football. He was there for a long time. Denver, Seattle. This is going to be a popcorn game. Get it ready. Russell Wilson returning home to the 12th man. And maybe Denver's not great, but come on. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. I think Denver minimum doubles them up. Seattle? Yeah. Seattle sucks. I think there'll be a lot of intrigue in this game. because No way. DK Metcalf, Pete Carroll, Gino. Jerry Judy from from the jail cell. Yeah. No, he's back, I think. Number two game for me, going back to the Kansas City Chiefs real quickly. It's a Super Bowl rematch on October 2nd, beginning of the year. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. I mean, once again. For the last time. Sunday night football. Mahomes-Brady. Probably. How can you not just say, oh, baby, do I love this contest? And number one, I'm just more excited because it's the start of football. The beginning of the season, like Jake said to me on the phone on the way here, could be a Super Bowl preview. The Buffalo Bills against the L.A. Rams on opening night. How does it not get any better than this? I I don't know, man. I just... 
It's not that it's your number one. It's that it's in your top five altogether. I just have never... It's because we waited so long. Have you ever seen a... It's a great opening game. Have you, Okay, it, yeah, matchup-wise. But have you ever seen an opener just be that game? Like, I've never seen a, an opener of a season just be like, wow, that was... We just got the best game of the year. Last year, Tampa Bay Dallas was good. There's still like a thousand games left. Tampa like, Dallas was good last year. That's happening again. And then my nominee for number six was... Tom Brady against Joe Burrow. I think it's a pretty interesting one. Late in the season. C- Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. That's the uh, passing of the torch. Yeah, late in the season. That's a fun game. Get get everything off. I mean, on and off. Whatever Take it off. Put it on. Yeah, so that should be a fun one. So that's the marquee games. Jake, Jake and Joe's. How you doing? Yeah, I'll go right now. All right, so Jake's going to... You have anything to say about the Bruins? Have, have you have you seen They're anything? They're going to win tomorrow. Game seven? Yep. Home team has Swayman, baby. Home team hasn't won in the series yet? Good. Tomorrow be- better be the day. So, all right, real quickly, we'll get to some NHL things. Jake has a phone call to make. Tell him to, tell him to make the food fast because we've got to get our asses back here. We'll be fine. But, um, yeah, real quickly, going, going over the other series in the NHL so far, I don't know if any of you have really watched it. I mean, Jake Jake's an NHL fan. He just... He need to get up for a second because he has to order some food. So real quickly, the Western Conference series that are currently going on right now, we got, I think we have three games going off tonight. The Flames and the Stars right now. Calgary currently leads the series. Three, you all right? All right, good. Calgary currently leads that series three games to two against Dallas. So far, it's kind of been a series of offense, in my opinion. Johnny Goudreau, Elias Lindholm. They've carried the Calgary Flames to pretty much almost perfection in this series. And like I told Jake before the series started, I just think Dallas is that team that they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, but I just don't think it's going to last that long. I don't think they're that good. And I think Calgary is by far the better team, and they're going to win this series. Even though it's in Dallas tonight, I think they're going to take care of, take care of business in Dallas tonight, finish that series off. Four games to two, I get the Flames winning. Another Western Conference series that is still going on is the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. Surprisingly, the series has gone seven games. Before the NHL playoffs started, I said this this LA team was by far the worst team left in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they proved me wrong. I mean, Edmonton does this every single year, but the LA Kings have played fantastic hockey. They're playing at a at a frantic pace right now, and they almost eliminated the Oilers last night. But fortunately for Connor McDavid and a lot of other hockey fans, McDavid will play in a Game 7 tomorrow, 10 o'clock on ESPN. It's going to be a triple header of Game 7s tomorrow night. And, it, and as badly as I want to count out Edmonton on the home ice with one of the best players in the world in all of hockey, I think the Oilers get it done in Game 7. I'm taking the Oilers over the LA Kings tomorrow night in a great, great overtime Game 7. In the two other Western Conference series, besides the Flames and the Oilers, we got... What's the other one? The Blues-Wild is the series that already ended. Surprisingly, I thought the Wild would give them more of a series. But the way that the Minnesota Wild played in those last couple games, I was shocked by. I was really shocked by. And to be honest with you, the St. Louis Blues is a team I want to see get far because obviously I want to see the Bruins playing. But this Blues team is good. They got most of their Stanley Cup playoff core back from that championship team. Jordan Bennington is playing like the Jordan Bennington he played like in the finals. And right now, the St. Louis Blues are playing a Colorado Avalanche team that just swept the Nashville Predators. And to me, as much as I want to say Colorado wins this series, I think they will. 
I think it's going seven games. I really do. St. Louis is playing good hockey right now with, with Vladimir Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly. I'm hoping Tory Krug comes back at some point in these playoffs because he's crucial to that team. But they got everyone back from that Stanley Cup Finals team, at least 90 95% of it. And Jordan Bennington standing on his head right now, playing like one of the better goalies in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Shout out to him. If he keeps playing like this, it's going to be a long, long series with them in the Avalanche. And then moving on to that series with the Avalanche and the Predators, Nashville just stood no chance. The, the Avalanche swept them. And you got to give credit to where credit's due because I thought the Avalanche would give maybe one or two games to Nashville. But they went out there. They got the brooms out, and they said, you know what? We're going to sweep these guys and get a lot of rest because we have a good St. Louis Blues team on the horizon. So that's the Western Conference playoffs so far. Two of them are over. Two series still are playing. And moving on to the Eastern Conference, the series over there, you get the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals. Florida has officially taken a 3-2 lead over Washington. Sorry, Jared Kessel, but this Florida team's good, man. They, they won the President's Trophy as the team with the most points in all of hockey. Washington's played decent for them, but it seems like every year they choke. It really does. And usually the team that wins the President's Trophy is going to choke, but I don't think this is the year. I think Florida's going to go on a massive run. They're up 3-2 to two right now. I think they're going to end the series tonight in Game 6 in Washington. And Alex Ovechkin, to me, hasn't looked great either. He's, he's obviously one of the best players in the world in all of hockey. But I think Florida's done a pretty decent job of at least shutting him down, capable of shutting him down as much as they could so far. Florida has way more superior talent on the offensive end, and I think the way they've been playing this series on defense is going to be the key to why they win this series and end it in six games tonight. Another game that's, that's going tonight at, I believe, 7 o'clock, the Penguins and the Rangers, the winner of this series, faces either the Bruins or the Hurricanes. Pittsburgh's up 3-2. And they had a golden chance last night to end the series in five games. Credit to the Rangers for playing the way that they did last night. But before the series started, I, I told Jake, I told Connor, I told Max. I said, you know what? I think the Penguins are the better team. And so far, they've proved that they're, be they're the better team after five games. And it's another, it's another series that could go seven games, but I don't think it's going seven games. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are the better team. I think with Crosby, with Malkin, with, with what they have on defense right now, with Chris Letang and John Marino, shout out to Easton, Massachusetts. I think the Penguins end the series tonight against the Rangers in six games. So that's a team that if the Bruins do advance, I think they're a scary team that they're going to have to worry about. I said that series would go seven. You Bless think, you, and thank I'm you. sticking with seven for the Penguins. <laughs> Jesus, my allergies right now. Watch out. You get, you get the Rangers winning tonight, Jake. Yes, I do. All right, so the final two series that we haven't talked about yet, Maple Leafs Lightning Game 7 tomorrow night in Toronto. I think we said this would be the best series going in. So far it has been. Who do you got winning that one? Lightning, baby. I get Toronto in Game 7. I, I said Toronto would win in 7, so you know what? I got to stick to my gut when it comes Lightning, to that, Jake. Lightning, baby. So Jake at the Lightning. It has been one of the better series in the Stanley Cup playoffs so far, and I think it's going to continue to be. I'm calling for another overtime game tomorrow night. I really am. Old. Very old. How long did they say? Uh, 20 minutes. All right, so. So we have a few minutes. Last series. Hurricanes, Bruins. I had to make an executive decision on your food. What'd they say? I mean, what they do you say? They asked what kind of chicken. What'd you say? She said, do you want grilled chicken, blackened chicken, or buffalo chicken? What'd you say? What did you want? Probably grilled or buffalo. What'd you say? Buffalo. 
Oh, whoa. All right. Um, thank you. Bruins Hurricanes. I mean, listen. It was, they were down 2 nothing. I gave the Bruins no shot. They tied the series up 2-2. I gave them a shot. They were down 3-2. I gave them no shot. And then last night, I was fortunate to be at that game. I can't believe you'd give them no shot and then go to the game. Hey, Stanley Cup playoffs. What can yeah, but it's like, hey, I'm going to go out and watch my team lose. Hey, I thought they'd lose, but guess what? I'm not going to the game if I think they're losing. After six games, I'm giving them a shot again. So it's been no shot, shot, no shot, shot. Tomorrow. Take the shot. Tomorrow, Carolina's home. And what did I say? The home team's won every game in the series. But you know what? The streak ends tomorrow. I'm, I'm saying the Celtics lose tonight. Better not happen. No, they're going to win. And I'm saying the Bruins win game seven because of the Hershey chocolate kiss. Tomorrow at 4.30 is the face-off. So, Jake, you get the Bruins winning tomorrow night? Yep. Both team, both Celtics and Bruins are moving on. Keys to game seven for me for the Bruins. Ooh. Jeremy Swayman. He That's has like a, the softest Hershey kiss I've ever eaten. It almost makes me want to kiss. Um, Jeremy Swayman has not played four straight games all season, which he did last night. He looked phenomenal in that game. He has obviously not played five straight games all season. I'm a little bit worried because of how young he is and inexperienced, especially on the road. I think he's one of the keys to the game. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He's your starting goal he has today. Yep. Another key to game, the game tomorrow for me, the Bruins have only scored first in last night's game, only game in the series. If they don't score first tomorrow on the road, I don't think they're going to win the game. You I'm better you, score I'm first. you there, bro. You got to score first. They've looked like a completely different team. I said today, why don't they just move the ice from the TD Garden to Carolina? I mean, the way, the way they've been playing at the Garden right now. Another key thing is obviously winning on the road. They haven't won on the road in the first three games in Carolina. It's going to be tough to win on the road, tough environment. It seems like it's a little louder in Carolina for some reason than it is at the Garden. And last thing for me is you got to stay physical. I don't think the Bruins have been that physical in this series until last night's game. From tip-off, from tip-off, from face-off to the horn at the end of the third period, they were the more physical team last night. They got into Carolina's skin. Charlie McAvoy with a massive hit in the first period to start the game off. And if the Bruins play physical like they did at home last night, I think they get the balls to win that game on the road. I really do. Balls deep, baby. Um, anybody you want to talk about, Jake, for the Bruins? Any, any players, any fans, any black, yellow, gold? Yes, I would like to talk about Patrice Bergeron. Really? Good thing you did because I wasn't. But, yeah, what do you got to say about him? His black eye? I believe it was Patrice Bergeron that has one of the highest face-off winning percentages of all time yeah, in, I think in the NHL currently as well. And that's going to be a difference maker. Let's get, him in the, let's get him in the face-offs. Let's win some face-offs in the opposition's end. Let's make some plays and get some goals. That's going to be the difference right there, winning face-offs. Completely agree with you. Bergeron's a key You're guy. you I said that? Yeah, I really am. But he is a great face-off guy, and I believe I almost bet that he'd win the opening face-off last night, but I didn't, and he won it, so... Congratulations to me. But overall, before we put this show behind us, three worst players for me so far in the series. At number three, it's been Taylor Hall. He's a minus six. Key guy you acquired in the offseason. He does have a couple goals. One of them really was useless to me because it made it like 5-1. Taylor Hall needs to be somewhat of a factor tomorrow. Oh, of course. He's not on your first line. He's one of your better offensive players. And if he does not play like he hasn't, he's been horrible so far in my opinion. Minus six, you know yeah, what that I mean, means. You don't, you don't go out and get a you know potential MVP style player and, and get a dud. Another guy that's been Sounds bad like for the me. 76ers. Yeah, 
Craig Smith has been pretty bad for me, except I'll give him an exception last night. I think he was pretty good. Minus four in the series so far. Another one of your more important offensive pieces that's not on the first line. He has no points so far in the series, and that's pretty hard to do after after six games. you got to have at least one point. He has none. Craig Smith, to me, is another guy. If Taylor Hall doesn't produce, you need Craig Smith to do something. I'm predicting he gets his first point in the series tomorrow. Let's get it. Number one most disappointing guy for me in the Bruins series so far comes up from the defense. Matt Grizzlick, minus six. They benched him last night because he has not been producing. I'd say at least a quarter of Carolina's goals have been his fault so far. Completely useless so far in the series. You benched him last night. Why not bench him again if you won last night? I mean, yeah. Even though he's fair, one, of, fair point. Even though he's one of your more important defensive pieces, bench the guy's ass. You won without him. Bench his ass. Three best players for me in the series so far. Number three, you're going to be really surprised. Defenseman by the name of Derek Forbort. Man, this guy blocks absolutely everything. Sometimes Jeremy Swain doesn't even be in, have to be in net. The guy just blocks shots. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he blocked a lot last night. I said hi to them, hi to him before the game last night. Seems like a phenomenal guy. Actually, you know what he did last night? You're not going to believe this. Tell me. He, he tossed a kid a puck. The kid tosses him some Oreos and he eats them. Over the glass. Oreos. Like loose Oreos or in a pack? No, in a package. But he likes the Oreos, man, and he likes blocking shots. Who doesn't like Oreos? Perfect combination to put me as the third best player in this series. That kid's going to go home and say, if I didn't give him Oreos, we would have lost. Auntie Allie said, looking good, boys. Thank you. W- what boys? Oh, us. Thank, thank you. I'm a man. What's up? I hope you're watching the Celtics tonight. Big game. And then um, number two for me, got to be the goalie, Jake. Jeremy Swayman. The Bruins didn't even go with him in games one and two. And after two games, they were 0-2. Since Jeremy Swayman's end of the series, they've been much better. Even though he had one bad game, I mean, you got to stick with him, obviously, tomorrow. He's played the last four games, and they won last night. That's right. It's a no-brainer. That's right. And for a guy as young as him. That's right. In his first Stanley Cup playoffs, he's been playing phenomenal. That's right. And can you guess who I think's had the best series for the Bruins so far? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be... Pause. Brad Marchand. Yeah, it's, it's been Brad Marchand. I mean, he has 11 points in the series so far. You like that? And, I knew the answer. Yeah, I really do. 11 points in six games. I mean, how can it not be Brad? Even though he can aggravate me sometimes with these stupid... Hey, Aye, hey, four whoa. minute, four minute major for touching a guy's cheekbone. I mean, you gotta stop that with this. My temple, same shit. Happy Hanukkah. Um, yeah, you gotta stop with these. Abraham stu- Lincoln was shot in the temple. Yeah, I think Jack Green was li- related to the guy that shot him. You gotta stop with these stupid penalties, though. Brad Marchand's a great player, one of the best in the league, and what? Y- you need him on the ice. That's a fun fact, a true fact, actually. Call him up after the show. Fun fact: John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, him. Marchand's been the best player by far. Eleven points. And the Bruins will win the game tomorrow, especially if he performs. We have a lot of other stuff we didn't get to, but the, the show is going to be our shortest show ever. Week 89. Think so? Yeah, I've looked. Every show has been at least an hour that we've done. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So week 89 is, this, is the slow boy show. Slow boy. More like the fast boy. More like More that. like fast PP. More like I got to get out of here because we got one of the three guys playing tonight. But, Jake, um, I wrote down everything we didn't get to, like like Jared Stidham, Christian Yelich. Yeah, see you later, bro. We'll talk about you guys next week. Jake, we got a huge game. I hope this is not our last show with the Celtics still in the playoffs okay. because you got to win two in a row. and We're going to. We're only worried about week, week six. I mean, game six. We're winning two in a row starting tonight. We will see you next week for week 90, and we'll hopefully be talking about the Celtics-Miami Heat series next week as well. And hopefully we're not going to be talking about what the Celtics have to do in the offseason to make it better 
than this season. We'll talk about that in a month. But either way, go Celtics, go Bruins. Let's keep the rides going because we don't want a summer full of just Boston Red Sox because they're 12 games out of the first place in the AL East. I'm going to have to become like a something else fan. Yeah, we need the Celtics and Bruins. WNBA season just started. Yeah, go Atlanta Dream. We need these Celtics and Bruins playoff a, runs uh, to last a long time. What are they, the Minnesota Mystics? Yeah. Something. Go Bruins, go Celtics. We want a Game 7 tomorrow. Well, we got a Game 7 tomorrow. We want a Game 7 on Sunday as well. Let's get out of here.